Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you? Oh, <laughs> really pretty there. frosty. Oh, <laughs> frosty. Yes. So if you listen last week, we talked about Vegas. Last week was just two minutes ago. Yeah, it was two minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, it's still... <laughs> well, they know what's coming. We're going to talk about the other side of our booth. We had four little cute, cutesy, cute pillows and another pillow and a yoga mat and a light. Mm -hmm. The light. So the light is literally a light. It was designed by a monk who was a former software engineer. Uh, he had a download from God that said, create this light. The point of the light is that it stimulates the pineal gland, which is um, close to the amygdala in the brain. Um, a lot of spiritual teachings um, believe that the pineal gland is sort of the, the, where the seed of consciousness lies. It's the spiritual gland of the human body. Obviously, there's some speculation around that, but that's kind of like what some of the other ancient practices kind of teach. Um, it's also known as the third eye, so it's the inner eye. Uh, so slow down, because this is all the woo-woo stuff that you're good at. This is the woo-woo stuff. No, but you're good at explaining to people that don't like that. So I always had heard about the third eye. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that one of the booths across from us had like an eye. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. not, not weird, weird, uh, God, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't know anything about it. Mm. So he's, prior to me, because I showed you the light, mm -hmm. but prior to doing that, did You've heard this stuff. Yeah, so, well, I, you know, I'm certified to teach yoga, so I went through a whole... Well, show me your badge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> show me your badge. Are you I don't certified, know how to bro. say that without certified. having, like, the biggest weirdo <laughs> ever. Certified. I don't know. Certified. I went through a yoga teacher training. Is certified that to do your wedding or funeral. <laughs> there you go. I went through a yoga teacher training, so I learned about it through that, and then I've also studied it and read about it in other teachings because it is a prominent topic that comes up in other teachings. So the third eye is like the mind's eye and it's supposed to be the, the inner wisdom, the inner seeing, the inner knowing. Um, so when you're dealing with the chakra systems in yoga traditions, you know, that's kind of where it lives and lies. Um, okay, so why does Christianity, which you've been a part of for a mm -hmm. very long time, mm -hmm. I don't know other religions how they see that, but I've always seen this like, I've heard like that, no, that's weird not in a god way like that's no we don't we just have two eyes mm. you know like why is that it's almost been not talked down yeah i would say yeah. talked down yeah like or yeah, well i mean it's a part of a ancient spiritual t teaching that's much older than christianity like it's nine thousand years old and so you know i think that there are just a lot of things that at whatever point in time um didn't resonate or didn't okay. land with with either the early Christians or the at some point throughout history. I'm not. I don't know the answer to that question. But right. you know, it's it's an actual you know gland in the brain. Yeah. Um. And so it's a part of human anatomy. I know it's real. Now. <laughs> yeah. I know then, it's right. real. <laughs> so they say it's the source of intuition. So it's an inner knowing because it's it's seeing with the with your knowing. It's seeing with your mind instead of seeing with your eyes and you know, 
that's a spiritual teaching that goes beyond like have okay. faith in not what you can see, but what you know, okay. or what you believe. So I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not a theology expert for sure. That is not at all my area of expertise, but the light back to, but have you ever been fascinated by it or to oh, go, yeah. how do I get, because in a world now with searching for mm-hmm. psychedelics and other drugs mm-hmm. um, that produce, you know, DMT or produce, we're looking for something right. like else. And, and the way I've described it, if this is what you're saying is this third eye, it's like that's been off. And now if this just gets activated, it mm-hmm. seems like what I saw this week is like that's turned on. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is it here to stay or is it a right. fleeting? And there's a lot of conspiracy theories or just theories in general about the third eye and how if your third eye is not functioning or your, I should say your pineal gland, if your pineal gland is not functioning or it's calcified, because it can actually calcify over, that it disconnects you from your spiritual self. Um, and again, these are just a lot of theories. I don't, I'm not, I don't claim to be an expert in any of this stuff, but um, you know, they say that fluor, um, fluorinated, is that the way they say it? Fluorinated water, like water with fluoride in it, actually can calcify the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, if you ever listen to anybody talking about like lots of psychedelic uses or uh, different experiences like that, they say it's like squeegeeing off the third eye um, is an analogy that I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just, the third eye is, is yeah, connects good... you to your inner knowing and it's just, it's a spiritual entity uh-huh. from lots of other belief systems, not so much necessarily within Christianity for sure. Um, like, have you heard of it? The third eye? Yeah. I've heard about it. Like I didn't know about it? the whole, uh, I didn't know about the whole floor, I think, how mm-hmm. it actually calcifies it. I didn't yeah. know that. And there's, I mean, again, I'm no expert. I kind of have only, like, I'm not certified. I'm not certified. If you want to certify, collect in, <laughs> in the pineal like, gland. Please, please email. Oh, gosh, I just signed up for public humiliation. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. This is excellent. Uh, <laughs> this is excellent. I'm not. I no, can't even touch my toes, so I'm not certified. I'm no expert. Well, just yoga. because I went to a yoga teacher training does not make me an expert by any means in anything, especially in yoga. But this is just my very surface level understanding of the third eye. So there's but, plenty of people out there that can speak way more intelligently on it than I can. But you can speak more. I just bought it and didn't know what it did. Yeah. You know, that's that's where it was just like to know that there's science and there's spirituality. There's, two, there's, yes. there's a lot of things, yes. you know, and some would say science is spirituality. Uh, you know, it's just... What, what it shows us right. about God. And so it's easier to talk to people about the light stimulating the pineal gland in the brain than it is to talk about the light stimulating the third eye or opening the third okay. eye. Because as soon as you start using language like the third eye or anything along those lines, people get into their defense like you're a witch or something along, you know, like that's literally the okay. cultural conditioned response to anything that's spiritual outside of just what we construct as normal spirituality okay. within our culture. So the light, it stimulates the pineal gland. The pineal gland does house natural occurring DMT, which is in our brains. Um, And so it can, it basically simulates a sort of a psychedelic experience without any medicine. So you're just under the light with nothing in your system, but the way that the light flashes, it gives you different visuals. You get colors, you get fractaling patterns, you get um, different types of imagery. Um, and it basically will show you what you're open to. So yeah. if you think it's a bunch of BS and it's just a light, then you're just going to get a light flashing in your face. You might have like a relaxing meditative experience, but that'll be the extent of it. But if you are open and if you are open to something greater than yourself, we've had people coming out of this light, having deep, profound spiritual encounters, like with God, like full on. Yeah. So we found the light <laughs> in Canada. I was so excited. 
Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you were. Yeah, it was, it was funny because he was like, oh my God, I got the light. I, you have to see the light. And I was like, okay, cool, the light. And he was like, already, <laughs> so, already bought it, already so excited about it. And I was probably a little judgy at first, to be honest, because I was like, this is stupid. It's just a light. Like, what is going on? And then I got under it. And I still was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> now time. you're a certified light therapist. <laughs> certified light therapist. Oh uh, my goodness, yes. So the first time I was just like, nah, not impressed. But like I was really closed off to it. And I just, and it triggered me. And I didn't understand how it was triggering me. I knew that I felt triggered, but I didn't know what was happening inside me. We were at this other conference. There was people everywhere. And mm -hmm. it was like, here, go talk to this, to this monk about what triggered you. <laughs> so I went to talk to him and he told me that I, you know, got hit by, as was, uh, when I was a child and I needed to forgive and all. And I'm like, you don't even know me, little monk man, you know, like, <laughs> little I monk couldn't man. even. And then I went under the light again. And it was a better experience. It was different. I was like, okay, I can see it now. And then I went under the third time. And then it was like full on, just like actual conversation with God. And I was like, I get the light situation now. I get it. <laughs> I get it. You now did I'm it. a believer. You did it in between podcasts. So mm -hmm. that's, um, so yeah, it, we stumbled across it. And all this stuff, I think what's interesting is, is just all of us have met and we've mm -hmm. found things along the journey that we've paid, started paying attention to for me more than I used to. And part of cannabis slows you down to, to see that and yeah. see that this isn't interesting that I've been fascinated by the light because I read a book by Michael Pollan called How to Change Your Mind and he's a Harvard professor. You know, he talked a lot about being 64 and understanding psychedelics for the first time in his life and he went on all these journeys and he approaches from a very academic standpoint, and I've found that these plants, like cannabis, for me, it was very spiritual. So the more I've been intrigued by, and there's a number of songs on the radio, uh, radio on, on Spotify, on the internet, there's a number of artists that have talked about seeing the light. Mm. There's a lot of interest in DMT and LSD and psilocybin and a number of these other properties that are still in the United States on the, on the federal you know, scheduled one list. And here's a light shows up by a software engineer guy that is now a monk who got a download and he's talking in the same type of terms that we've been talking in downloads and so like just the way he's connected and Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with like what I can say, like what I feel like I can say, but I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. Like, <laughs> it's me, it's my story. And you can hear it now or judge it later and, um, or both. My fascination to the light brought me all the way to the light mm. at Austin City Limits. At a show with my son, my daughter, and Jeanette at 3.30 in the afternoon when there were no lights coming down from the concert venue. So there was only one light. And I told my family, like I saw the light. And it created something in my face, like a, that of a sunburn, like I was blinded by it. Like I just, it's the left side of my face. 
And as I say that right now, I'm like reminded of like, it's right here. And it's so random to have like experience with cannabis that are profound and spiritual and then experience that experience later that night. And I was like, I get this, this space uh, that God exists in. And I get that it's inside here as well. And so I don't know, eight days later, I've been walking around with like half my face frozen. I've Googled like, what does a stroke feel like? <laughs> like, this is shit that like, I know you're like, oh, you shouldn't do cannabis or this is what you have. You get paranoid. Like, no, it's like, how did I see the light without drugs in my system? And don't say drugs, plants or things that were like with my kids there and I'm safe. And I could tell Mike, I said, I saw the light guys. Like, take me to the light. Like, I was there. It was beautiful. And I'd never experienced anything to that point, ever like it. Mm. And then all week long, I was like, hey, Jeanette, like, it's weird. I know it's because I went to, like, I saw it. And it's, like, blinded by the light. And then I end up in Canada. And after lunch, I noticed there's a guy, all five foot six, five of him, kind of hiding behind the table with a little light. And we all went into the event and I was like, you know what? Like there's a light and I sat under it. And the same feeling in my face that I was trying to figure out, it got amplified the same way it did when I was under the, like under that light. And it's like the residuals has been staying, but it was the same thing. So I went and found him and I just said, what is it? Like, have you seen the light? And he calls the light source and he says, yes. And this is the download that I got. And I was like, it's the same fucking light. It's interesting because he talks, like when I was speaking to the monk, um, he was sharing, his name is Guy, by the way, he was sharing that, um, you know, any, a lot of times people who have profound spiritual encounters on psychedelics, they see the light, right? And so when you say that I've seen the light, it's a sort of a, a unanimous indicator that you've had a spiritual encounter. Yes. And so I have seen the light. I have I've had profound spiritual encounters many, many times with and without plants. And so it's interesting because I was so hesitant and skeptical of the light at the beginning because I was like, well, I've seen the real light, you know, like I've met God, I've been to the kingdom, you know, like I know what's, what's good. Um, but I still had re that resistance. And so the interesting thing about all of this work that we're doing is that we're just supporting, we're just holding space for people to have an encounter of some kind with God within themselves. So we're teaching people how you can use cannabis to, on your journey of trying to find the light, it will help you because you have to be relaxed, you have to be surrendered, you have to be vulnerable. And the light, because of the way it does stimulate the mind so intensely, because it's a light flashing intensely, you, your brain can't help but just focus 100% on what's happening in your internal yeah. field of vision because it's so intense. So you almost drop immediately into meditation because there's no room for the mind to do anything else, basically, if that makes sense. And so when you're deep into that meditative state is when you have profound and spiritual encounters. This yeah. is why people do transcendental meditations and they do different types of practices, breath work, ice baths, yeah. all these other things. They're just modalities that are helping the humans along their path in order to find and understand their unity with God. And I truly believe- We're gonna stop there because I think it's key. Because those are things that your world and the yogi world and all that but like for 
somebody like me, those were all things that have been a part of my journey that I haven't, you know, shown. So for me, sitting under the light might go, no, but I never knew about breath work. Mm -hmm. I never knew about meditation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck, that's hard. So I went and paid $800 to do TM, you know, trans, you know, because it was easy. Yeah. And then that still didn't work as well. And then, you know, the, the saunas, the breath, the, so I've been searching for, for a way to get some more still. And music for me does that mm -hmm. like really well. And cannabis has helped. But then like you're saying, like everything you're saying, it's what's happening when you're sitting under it with intent and awe and you're wide open. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, 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 I didn't even, you know, I went in almost like my life. Like only, a only this guy would understand that. Like I went under this and I saw it. And then when I asked him, I go, well, why would it burn my face? Like, why is my face feel burned for the last week? And he's like, something that I, I mean, I've learned a lot from this guy, but he said, do I have permission to tell you what I see? Mm. I think that's like the key thing. Cause I've sat now under and watched a lot of people under the light. And I've seen a lot of things and I've only, like you have to ask and I go, yeah, what do you see? And he touches my face like right here, right on the side of my face where it, like the same fucking place where he knows it is. He's like, there's just a little bit of unforgiveness left to do with your mom. I was on a Saturday at 12 and on Monday at 9 a.m. I was picking my mom up from the airport. Surprising her with a dedication of my next book and like basically giving her that gift and then asking her for forgiveness for the ways that I've responded in my negative patterns. It's like the last step in this Hoffman process that I went through the summer to fix the cycle of transformation. And he looked at me like, yeah, it's just a little bit and then you'll be free. And that's when I knew like there's not, it's a light, but it's a gift from God that he's been given and whatever it's doing, it's doing what it's doing. And I, I would say like, we brought it and I was gonna hide it behind the booth. And then it was like, I don't know, like, let's just show it. And no one's at our booth, so I was like, shoot, I'll just sit and go under it. And that's what I ended up getting to do every day where I was just like, I'll just sit under it. If no one's here, it did attract a bunch of people. But the best, best way I, I think to explain it, and if this rubs you the wrong way from what we've been told to believe about God, that he's over there interesting that all this is a light and you shut your eyes so get your intellect out of it and the light shines back what you're willing to see and if you truly believe that mirror back at you is God it takes a lot to understand and have that kind of thought that that's you but if you can see that you can go really far in this mm -hmm that there's not a need for something else over there that we keep having to reach for in our religious groups when it's all in here. And I don't know, how many people would you say we put, we put 200 people under the light and then we saw a range of... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just want to jump back to something you just said before because you made a comment that um, the monk had said, which was just work on that and then you'll be free. And like, honestly, that is the heart and soul of this work is that we want to see people be free, you know? And like, if you really look around our world, whether it's inside a religious organization or not, it's like, 
How many people do you know that are truly free? Are you truly free? Right. You know, and then the only work that needs to be done is whatever is standing in between you and freedom, because we keep ourselves locked in chains, locked in cages, locked in fear, locked in cultural conditioning, religious conditioning. And once you use something or you have an experience or an encounter with God, whether that's through cannabis, whether Mm. that's through the light, whether that's just in your own prayer, meditation or worship practice, once you have an encounter with God that's so undeniably God, it can be no other thing because it is more real than anything in your physical reality. It goes beyond the knowing of anything else that you thought was. And once you have that, you start to let go of what is keeping you unfree. And so I just think it's, that's such a beautiful way to yeah. say it and that's such a beautiful aspect of this work is find, yeah. helping people find freedom. Yeah. What did you think? So when you, I mean, you had an experience a couple weeks ago, obviously when we got the light and now... Yeah. Well, I mean, the other night though, I was telling Colette, like something hit... Mm. I mean, I heard you've had... You don't have to oh. share it, but like... <laughs> yeah. You can, but like... You don't have to share, but you could share. The one, no the one just, I mean, but you the don't most have recent to. one, or like, you want me to start from like way back? I mean, I don't know. All right, when you first got the light, I thought like, oh, I had a psychedelic experience. I'm just gonna see some cool looking lights, and you know, I did. I saw some cool looking lights, and uh, you know, some other things in there. But the second time was like, that's when I was kind of like, I kind of had like a like more better visuals, right? And this last one, that was. Deep. When was that one? The one at Vegas. At the in the room or at the booth? In the room. Okay. Yeah, that was like, like what is your shadow trying to teach you, mm-hmm. right? I know you said that there is no shadow, but for me, it's like, what is like, what is like my dark side trying to tell me, right? Like in a way, like. What is my negative patterns trying to tell me? And I saw it. And it was the fact that I felt that I was abandoned, that I was lonely, that I wasn't being heard, that, you know, God wasn't there for me, that all he ever wanted from me was to just kind of play around with me and toy around with me and just give me all these hard challenges in my life to basically just, you know, just, just for the hell of it. That's the way I thought my relationship with the, with the Creator was. And uh, what that experience showed me was that He hasn't abandoned me, that He's always been there for me. And the only reason these things have happened in my life was to deviate me from falling into, like, literally the pit of the abyss, right? And I saw that and I felt that. And I felt His presence and I felt the love that He has for us. And it was great. I needed that because I was in a way losing faith, like I really was. And my mom knows that. I told her before I went to Vegas, my experience, the way I felt with God and just the way that he, in a way, just put me in this world for the same reasons, just to mess with me, right? Like, it's like, you know, in the Bible, there's a book of Job, right? And I would talk with my roommates and everybody else and people in the Christian faith would tell me, well, read the book. It's like, well, I have. I have read the book. Mm. And even he called out to God and said, why, right? Mm-hmm. He said, why? And for me, I was like, I was kind of beyond the why. I was kind of more towards like the, well, 
seems like you don't want me, so that's cool. But I felt it. Hmm. I felt his presence. I felt his love. And after that was like, I just felt foolish for thinking for what I did. For thinking that he didn't have my back when in reality he was just saving me from taking a course that would have led to the abyss. Mm. And uh, those that know me, it's really true that, you know, for cancer, like if it wasn't for cancer, I wouldn't be here. I would have joined up and joined the forces and done something completely different than bringing people to the light. Wow. Instead, I'd be taking people's lives away, wow. right? So that got me out of that job. And just little realizations like that that I've noticed. Mm. So it was a great experience. Mm. I think the more mm. that we have these types of conversations too, it's like that is such a common story. That, because I had the same experience. I was in the Christian church doing all the Christian things and it was still like, it still wasn't enough to help me feel secure or help me feel love or help me mm -hmm. have a connection to God, even though I was checking all the boxes, I was right. doing all the things. And so I was like, well, I guess this is just, I just, I did something wrong yeah. or I'm not lovable or whatever, right. because I have done all the things that the, the book, the Bible, the people, the preacher, the small group, the therapies, the blah, 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 I've done all the things and I still don't have that connection. And so mm. now that I get to have these conversations in lots of different rooms, like, my, you know, my family is very conservative Christians. I still identify as a follower of Christ. Like, I still have. And then I get to talk over here in the yogi world and talk about the third eye and all kinds of weird things, you know, whatever. But, like, the more conversations that I have with so many different types of people is the common theme that keeps coming up is that for whatever reason, a lot of people have a, a belief that they're not touched or not worthy of God's love or they've been conditioned to believe that God is some yeah. smiteful, vengeful, angry, lightning bolt throwing man in a cloud that if you don't do the things, he's just gonna, you know, take, you know, destroy your life or whatever, make cast judgment and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's just so far from being true. And it's, it's our own human patterns, right? So when I said the shadow isn't real, it's what I meant is that the shadow is a construct of our human conditioning. It's a construct of our identity that we have created around our patterns, around our false beliefs, around who we are and who we're not. And so once you start to identify your patterns, once you start to identify your conditioned beliefs using cannabis or otherwise, then you start to realize that, wait, if, this, if I was actually wrong about this, then maybe I could actually have been wrong yeah. about God. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's just, it's funny, almost comical, yeah. because I think God's comical, you know, but like, God is only love. And that's all that it is. It's the source, it's the energy, it's God, it's the creator, it's only love. It can be nothing else. It's like this light that's blasting me in my face right now. It can be only that light. Yeah. And that is God. God is only love. And so if you have any conditioning or any belief that connects any other word besides love to God, yeah. then that is where there's an opportunity yeah. to find more and to experience more. Yeah, so, so how I got to Vegas, just I bought the light in Canada, brought it home, 
started setting it up and put everybody I could under it. And then I watched people have a range of experience. Um, you gave that whole zero to five thing well on Instagram if people want to find it. Because, um, you know, some people ran away, some people didn't. But um, so then I was like, oh, we got to bring this to Vegas. And literally, because I've been showing up to people's houses where somebody calls me, it's like, hey, can you come over there? And then I've been ending up. It's kind of ridiculous who's been under the light. Like, I'm not going to name names, but like, <laughs> there's ridiculous. Like, for me to like show up with a duffel bag and a light, <laughs> and it's weird and it's God. It's all God. Like, I'm telling you this. Like, the fact that I've been having conversations with a monk goes back to four years ago reading a first book called Art of Power, written from a monk and understanding that religion that we were so scared of as Christians and realizing there was so much beauty in this. And so now a monk that's been on phone calls with me for hours at a time that I'm learning from and yeah, he's telling me like, good job and like, keep going. And you're like, it feels like conversations with God, like, cause this guy's so connected and we formed a business with him all in a matter of a few weeks. And I said, I want to bring this light. And he said, I've never really felt aligned People come and get excited like you do, Craig, but like it hasn't, it just kind of tapers off. But this hasn't, it's just gone like this. And Mark, who's involved, and we got to bring Mark on a podcast. Mm. And um, we do. So I was like, we're bringing it to Vegas. We made half of our booth. And then a friend called who said, come over tonight. And I brought the light because we're, we're going to be that fun, fun guys and gals that bring our light to the party fun that we didn't even know how we're invited to this party. And then we showed the light to these people till two in the morning the first night. And then we went back the second night and showed it till three in the morning. And they're not talking about the patterns. I saw like they're talking about leaving a meeting at work with tears of joys. They're talking about healing like wounds. They're talking about peace and comfort and did we just bring a light or did something else show up here? And it's like, we can't really come back on Tuesday or whatever day it is now and make a podcast and try and explain this mm -hmm. and make sense that doesn't make sense. Right. And so I guess just in wrapping this up, how do you explain what you guys saw with people's reactions to the light? I just think that God will find us, you know, and if, if, if we're seeking something, anything, if we're at least open to the idea that there is something greater than us, God will find you. And if he finds you through a light, if it finds you through a light, if it finds you through cannabis or meditation mm -hmm. or yoga or in a, in a church or other plant medicines or whatever. I mean, my brother got saved on ayahuasca. And so it's like, God will find you where you are. It's all about your openness. We think that we're so like what you were saying, like, oh, God must have said no to me. And really, we're the ones saying no. Like, you, if you invite spirit in, then God will find you where you are. And in this day and age of technology, yeah. it's no surprise that there's a light now that can show people yeah. something greater than themselves. Um, but yeah, witnessing people under the light was amazing because it just shows that everyone's on their own unique journey. Yeah. And you can't judge another person's journey. You can't sit here and say, my beliefs are better than yours. You can't sit and say, I know more about God than you because the relationship with God is so unique. It's as unique as we are different people. Yeah. And so th all that we can do is just come together as humans and just love and support each other 
to make choices for yourself, to have sovereignty over your being that allow you to feel safe to explore anything that you need to explore to heal and to find God. Like that's the point of being on this earth right now is heal and find God. You do those two things and I guarantee you our whole entire world will change. I like how you use like meditation or just like in a church or with a light because it's like these are tools, right? Mm -hmm. Like there is a higher source. Mm -hmm. Like the higher source is not like you said, we don't worship the plant. We don't worship the light. Mm -hmm. We worship the higher source that's up there. And to those people that think that we worship a plant or a light, it's like, I don't think you understand because you haven't been in it. Right. Right? Like, just close your eyes, relax, and like you said, be open to it. Yeah. Just dive in. And the experience that you get from that is a connection. And then the more open we are as a team, the more we get to have these beautiful experiences, our devotion grows. Yeah. You know, like, I've always been very devoted to God, even when I felt like I wasn't good enough, you know, to have a relationship with God. I've always had that, and I brought that to the table. But, like, even now, just watching myself over the last three months and just how my devotion to spirit, to source, to God, to Christ, Mm. like, whatever language you want, like, my devotion to that is so powerful now that... It doesn't matter what anybody thinks anymore. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. whether, whether people agree with me or they don't. Yeah. Um, because I can just see that everybody's on their journey. And I just, no. all I can do is just stay on mine. And mine right now is just leading me to the light. Yeah. <laughs> you say it doesn't matter, but does, it's cool to hear, I mean, your brother was here. Yeah. Your brother at one point was staring at you at the booth. Yeah. Mark was, Bless him. like what? the heck got a hold of my sister you know it was just like and then to spend your time with jess and hear back yeah like, yeah it's it's crazy because like i know i've changed i someone know called you an angel at the booth <laughs> like said didn't call you an angel oh you like no said an angel the angel brought me to this booth and she i mean that video is like, yeah i mean it's wild yeah so yeah. Uh, So these are strangers, not strangers. These are family members that have seen this. You know, I've got family members that don't want me in their own house. Mm -hmm. And you've got family members that are going, oh my gosh. Like, what what do they say to you? And you can be honest. You know, my brother is, he's a man of few words, you know? Like, he said something really nice to me on your Instagram. But, like, we haven't had that conversation. Well, it was on the story. But then the next day I said to him, I said, oh, I saw that you said some nice things about me on the Instagram. And he was like, oh, yeah. And that was literally the conversation. <laughs> so it was like, I got affirmed what through Instagram. Just that he's... Emoji? Emoji. Was it emoji or was it... No, it, no, it was real words. It was him. It was a video. You had <laughs> it on your words. story. Oh, on my story. Yes. On your story, yeah. And he just said that, you know, he's seen this in me for a long time and that he's known me since I was born, obviously, and he watched me through this whole thing and he's so proud of me to, like, see me stepping into this role and whatever that is. And so, yeah, it was just, it was really beautiful to, to witness that because, like, I know that I've changed. I know that I've grown tremendously over the last year specifically, yeah. but, like, the last three months majorly. But then to just be able to witness that in my family and for them to to see what we're doing, not only just me, but just to see that what this is, is powerful and it's profound. Um, is, it was very, very affirming and just 
it was really nice. And yeah. so for me to step, just to stand in my power, you know, for yeah. the first time in my whole life and just be okay with the fact that I have impact on people and I'm so grateful for that. That's not my doing. That's God. Like I just have done a lot of my work to stay the human side of fear out of the way so that God can come through. And I feel like when I do my meditations, God does come through me. And so that's why it lands with people, whether you have cannabis in your system or not. And I, I don't take the responsibility lightly and I, I am very humbled by it and very grateful. Um, for the fact that I can hold space and, you know, I just trust yeah. that the right people are going to continue to find me and find us. And what we're doing yeah. here is it's real. It's real. It's all real. It's a movie. It's all real. <laughs> it's a movie. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening and watching cannabis You can download the track, the meditation, everything that we gave out at, at BizCon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a series of emails that Colette wrote herself, uh, they're awesome. They're great. They'll help you discover maybe um, something. You, maybe, yeah, look at something from inside instead of outside. And then take me to the light.com is the website for the light. There's a video, short video on that. Um, we're building something pretty great there. We don't. We'll, we have no idea what it is yet. <laughs> we're just trying to. Yes, it's something. So. But to close it, I would just ask whoever is listening or watching or whatever, just ask yourself and be honest. Are you free? You know, are you suffering? Do you think that there's more to life than what you're currently experiencing? Because if you think that there is, then there absolutely is. And, you know, we just really encourage you to go find it, whatever that is. Second that, there's more to this world than just the physical realm of things. So. Welcome to the woos. (laughs) And you don't have a light at home yet. But what you do have... Like whenever somebody goes in a light, I just ask a question. Uh, what are you not seeing? What are you, what's your shadow trying to, I mean, just a question. And so I found that my prayer life has been trying to be more of a listening ear than a you know, talking voice. So just, you could do that. Just say, God, like, what am I not seeing today? And, and then be quiet. Turn on the light. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, mean, I think... You know, there's just that sense of like, go looking for something. Be curious. Be f- curious. Like when, yeah, keep learning, keep growing. And uh, we'll be back next time. Thank you. Cheers.